0: Rabbi a guten Erev Shabbos. Erev Shabbos Kodesh, Parshish Yisrael tovshin Peidaldet. Erev Shabbos Kodesh, Shabbos Mevarchim. The first other, other reason, which Mitzvah Shem we will be declaring on Shabbos Kodesh when one says, the when one declares it, one should say it's other reason to the friendship between other reason, and other Rishin. And um, it's the parish of Matin Torah, the parish of the Torah being given, uh, which has a tremendous, tremendous effect. And therefore, the Shabbos itself carries with it the power of the Maimon Harsinai, of the, uh, as we like to say, the seminal of event of the Jewish people, when the Jewish people received the Torah in Harsinai, and the lessons that it teaches us, the dairy for generations upon generations. So this is, a, this is a monumental, monumental Shabbos. And there's so much that's uh, embedded within it. We want to try to get chizuk from it. We want to get chizuk from all the koilas who brought him from the thunder and the lightning and the, the kol chazak of the Shaifer of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And this week we had a reminder here in Eretz Yisrael, tremendous amount of rain and storms and thunder and lightning which is continuing. We hope the the, the, the geshamim will be geshamim Itam and it will bring bracha for the land, for the Eretz Yisrael. And as we all are aware that we are fully in the midst of this terrible, terrible Muhammad, this Ace Tzor Eliyakov, where, um, you know, we've gotten used to it, unfortunately, that's the Teva, the man. We see we feel that this is something that you get used to. But one cannot truly get used to. but can't get used to the fact that the hostages are being captured for so long and they're in a horrible, horrible place. And the soldiers that have given their lives on behalf of the Jewish people and the ones that are defending us, the Ribbonisham should watch over them, the Rebanushim should give Nachama to the families, the Rebanushim should give Rafuas to all of those that need Rafuas. And um we hope and we pray that the Rebbe Anjushalolem sees our actions, he sees our tefillahs, there's no question that Kala Yisrael is doing a lot and it's incumbent upon us to to be strong, as strong as we can, and not to lose sight of that. Today there happens to be that there was a Levaya right now that's still continuing, it's ending probably now, hopefully it's, it's the uh, great, great Rosh Hashiva here in Eretz Yisrael, which many of you might not be familiar with. His name was Rav Baruch Weisbecher Shalita Zatal. He's one of the Gedolei Rosh Hashivas here in Eretz Yisrael. <clears throat> he founded the yeshiva called Beis Matisio, which is in Bnei Brak. I happened to have a personal relationship with him for close to fifty years. I knew him when he was a uh, from the from the time that he was a Rebbe in yeshivas Kol Torah, and he was my older brother's Rebbe there, and he was a phenomenal, phenomenal Rebbe. And then he opened up. Uh, his own yeshiva, and I was eager to have my son, Yehuda Leib, learned by him, and my son-in-law, Rabbi Benyamin Zev Talba, learned by him, and yeshiva's based Matis Yol, and my, even my grandson, Dandan, also has learned in a branch of his, in Chemed. And uh, I got to know him over the years. He'd come to our simchas. He was sandik at some of our grandchildren's brisim, and besides being a phenomenal, phenomenal Talmud who was a Moser HaTorah, who was able to give over the Torah the way it was given in Har Sinai, with beautiful, tremendous shiurim, he was also, well, I don't know how to describe him, our classic Rosh Hashiva, who was a mechanic par excellence, who was able to, be, to, be, to 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 understand Talbidim and to bimiyayitz them, to give them advice, it's not just enough just to give the shiurim, but also to be there for them. He was there at them at times of simchas. He would be at the, he would be with them at times of tsaris. And when he would come to a chasna, even in, at this, in later years when he was older and he was not well, he's been not well for a couple of years, he would literally, Mamish give out all of his koichas to dance and he had some unique dancing and he would make people happy. He knew how to make people happy. And I think there's also very, very... Um, I would say apropos, not apropos, but significant the fact that he was nifter and he's going to be buried next to his rabbeim in the Bnei Brak Cemetery, Ponevich Cemetery, next to Rifshach Zatzal. He was very, very close to the, the Talmud of, and Rav Levenstein, the great Mashkiach. And he depicts what it is to be standing at Har Sinai, and to, just like it says that Moshe Rabbeinu received the Torah I seen a Yeshua. So the great Rosh Hashivas of every generation, they're, they're the ones that received the Torah and they give it over to their Talmidim. And that is the true, uh, that's the true um, news of the day, so to speak. You know, we take a look and we want to know what's the news of the day. So the world looks at the news as being all the Nairishkeit and all the foolishness that the world gets in, involved in without getting into all of the the, um, the, news which is unfit to print or unfit to read or unfit to see, but uh, the world is filled with the way the world looks at things. And then there's the way that the, the world of Torah looks at things, a different world Different news, and I want to share with you some stories before I say anything, any varts on the pirates or some things which I said this week to to the talmidim and the Shir and Machon shalom. I want to share with you. I saw in an article this week things which took place have taken place mamish during this time period. First story is a, there was an a kovel young man who literally he decided he wants to learn masecht to and he wants to learn it from cover to cover, and he didn't just learn Masech to Shabbos B'kiis, he learned to Ian, for over two and a half years he wrote many, many chidushim on it and he was able to get in not only to the to the, to the lambdas but into the halacha and he had literally enough material to produce a sefer and he wanted to put out the sefer but like Avrei Chemar, they live very very simple lives and he didn't have any money and he wasn't like a fundraiser and he wasn't, didn't run a yeshiva didn't have people to go to and he put it aside, and his wife, who was Iish at Sidkonyas, she really wanted him to be able to to put out the safer so one day when he came home, all of a sudden she pulls out a wad of of shkullim. i don't know how much of it was ten thousand shekel or fifteen thousand shekel or twenty thousand shekel i 'm not sure perhaps you know close to four or five thousand dollars. And she said, I was able to get the money. So he looked at her and said, where'd you get this money from? We live a very simple life. Every month, we're always, you know, I get the Kolo check. I get, I have a, a Chavrus, I learn with her in the morning, late at night. You, you, you have your job in whatever position is, teaching or in, 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 high, in the high tech. But, you know, you're a secretary, you're doing something. And we have a very, very frugal life. She says, listen, I can't tell you where I got it from, but I want to tell you that it's kosher money. And it's not, it's not a problem. Don't owe anybody any money. It's fine. And and I would very very much wanted it to be reproduced, and so he went ahead. He followed his wife's uh, his wife's uh, bakasha. She was a, a shutif, and he was able to put out the the sefer. And he had achdums from great great rabbis. <clears throat> and then it, f- it seems that his rosh koylo found out about it, and he said we have to make a suda, um, make the suda. And the Rosh Kolo, he was interested to find out, where did this Kolo guy get money? So he did a little detective work, and he found out that the wife, what did she do? She had taken her gold watch that she had received as a present from her husband, and she was able to sell it. It was worth a lot of money. And the Rosh Kolo found out about it, and he decided that he's going to go to that pawn shop, wherever she sold it to. And he paid for it, he got the watch back. And at the when they're able to give out the sefer, the Rosh Kola said that you should know that the, there's, there's two from over here. There's the, there's the husband and there's the wife. But then he explained the story. He was Megalod aside. Rabbi said, this is a, a, a factual story that took place in our period. A Kolo wife wanted to make sure that her husband's Torah should be produced. That's good news. That's the real news of the day. There was another, another simple avreich, another simple younger man, who used to come every day to the kohler. He would come at five minutes to nine. Nine o'clock is the beginning of Seder. He wouldn't come at 9.10. He wouldn't come at 9.15. Every day he came five to nine, which meant he got up early in the morning, and he took care of davening, and he took care of making sure the kids were brought to the cheder, And then he got on the bus, and he was able to get there early in time, and he did this mamish. Every single day, and he learned basmada for the whole Seder. One morning, a, f- uh, a few weeks ago, he comes into to the Kailo, he's there already at five to nine, maybe he's there at ten to nine. All of a sudden, he sees the Kailo's hopping. Yeah, the Kamamish guys are in the base, Manish guys are learning, and he couldn't understand. Like, normally, no one gets there till nine o'clock, till nine, ten, nine, fifteen. Sometimes people get there late, nine, thirty. All of a sudden, everyone here got there before him. He was always considered the Asar Rishainim. So he starts, you know, he gets to his place, he learns, and then as the Seder goes on, he's like, he asks his chavrus, what's going on? Why did everybody come so early? He says, you know what? The, the, there's a whole group of the Avreich, they decided that we know that these, this time period is called shovavim, the times of the parishes of of Svei, Rabbi, B'Shalach, Yisra, Mishpatim, Trumit, This year it's, it's called shovavim Tat. And they want to get to skula of learning five hours straight for learning. So they don't want to learn from nine to one. They want to get here and learn from eight into one. Because it's brought down in the Sefer, that if a person learns five hours straight without Bittu Torah, it's a tiniest, like a tiniest tzibor. And it's a kapara, and it's a tshuva, and it's a tremendous bracha. So therefore, that's why they're coming early, you're not getting any extra money for it. It's not shmir sastarim. And no one told me, my chopped liver, no one told me about it. So from that day and onwards, he decided he's going to not only come at 5 to 9, he's going to come 5 to 8. He's going to get to the 5 minutes earlier in order to what? To be able to be makayim, this school of learning 5 hours straight. Rabbi, say, 5 hours without any Torah. This is the type of news of... What the world of Torah, of Maimed Har Sinai type of personalities are. There was another story I want to share with you of uh, an Avreich that he went to a wedding and at the wedding was a tremendous Simcha. You know, we had a wedding this week of a grand of a granddaughter, uh, not uh, not this week, last week, and as I mentioned, we had a beautiful, beautiful sh- week of Sheva Brachas, which I'll speak about in a minute. And at the shever, and at the chasna, people were dancing. It was I said last week, <laughs> the noise level was very very high. But we had a beautiful shevur this week, and this person went to a chastan. it Was a similar to a chastan, while everyone was dancing, and especially when they got to the nigan, you know, Ashrechem, Ashrechem, Tamir Achamim. Everyone was putting a lot of koyches into it, and it was a very big highlight. And then, as the wedding ended, you know, sometimes the the Kolo guys they they there's a, they hire a bus to bring everybody back to their neighborhoods or to their cities. So he saw that he had 25 minutes. He decided to go up to the base medrash, that was where that hall was, and he learn something for 20 minutes. So he went into the base medrash. Base medrash seemed to be pretty empty, and he pulled out a Gomorrah. he started learning. And as he's sitting there learning, all of a sudden he hears at the corner of the base medrash in the front part. This was, this was like 11:30 at night. He hears a Kotla young man, maybe 50 years old who's sitting there, and he's learning Masechta Baba Basra, and he's learning the Taiswith with a big niggin, Vim ta'imar. he's asked the kash of the Taisvith, and he repeats it again, and he's trying to get the Aymik of the kash of the Taisvith, and he hears him learning, and it was such a sweet, sweet song of Torah, and it gave him such chizik, and all of a sudden, it gave him a whole perspective. That While he was sitting and dancing at this chasna, this avreich was sitting in the base Medrash, after he had learned the full day and after he had probably gone to a night kedal, but after the night cut, he decided he wants to spend some more time in order to understand the tairus and on him when it says this is the the news of the world of there's a world of Torah by there's a there's a world of people that they they're so attached to the Torah, wives are willing to give up their watches. Younger light are willing to come five minutes early, an hour earlier, to, in order to get retsifus, in order to get completion of learning Torah in a in a whole in a wholesome way. Avreichim are spending up time learning it late at night. I saw this mo- morning and yesterday that in the Mir Yeshiva. There's a special vad for the Avreichim that are over 65 years old. Yes, there are Talmud and the Mir Yeshiva that have been learning from the time they got married, Avreichim, they're now 65, they've been learning there for countdown many years, okay? Close to 50 years they're sitting and learning, and there's a special V'ad from the Mashkiach, Rabbein Yom Finkel, for the over 65s, the over 65s, they are coming every day, and they're also learning. And if you want to continue these stories, there was a, a video that went out of a soldier that's been fighting in the Gaza, and there were hundreds and hundreds of soldiers that came to a siyam that this soldier who's been in the army now fighting in the Gaza for the last hundred days he made a sium on all of Seder Zikin. I'm not sure if it was Mishnayas or Gemara and he gave the him, and there were, there were people there with yarmulkes, without yarmulkes and they started singing afterwards in the middle of a war there's a person that's sitting and learning Torah in the middle of a war there's a person that he looks at Maimed Harsinai in Tufshin Pei and he says, this is the Kayach, which is going to get us through the war. Ah, Rabbi Yisrael, who was like Klai Yisrael, Maimed Harsinai. What's the Hagdama to Maimed Harsinai? Say for Yisrael, is, is Parshas Yisrael, we always raise the question that why would we... Why did the Torah decide to choose Yisra as being a personality that the parsha of Maimena Sinai is spoken about in his parasha? We've given many tarots, and one of the tarots we gave is because Vayishma Yisra is the one that heard it. Everybody heard the splitting of the sea. Everybody heard about Kriyas Yamsuf. Suf. But Yisra was the one that heard it. He made it part of himself. He embedded it into himself. He said, I'm going to change myself. He comes to be Megayar. This on the Targum Yonus in Benazil says that really Yisra is coming to make a full Geirus. That's one answer. So the Hakdama is only people that really have a Shkoyah Hashmiya. I'm really hearing what Akkadus Baruch was saying. Those are the people that can be Makabal the Torah. And number two, is we said, that Yisra is the one that comes and gives advice to Moshe Rabbeinu about how to set up the court system. And you should have different people underneath you because if not, it's going to be Novel Tibol. So, it's the union of uh, toira, kadma toira, eretz kadma la that there's a concept of Derek eretz. eretz is not only in the Midas, Derech eretz, eretz is also in the way of life, making sure that a person should be able to have a life which is a settled life. That's also Derek Eretz, la But then I want to tell you over something of art that I heard this week. The last Sheverbrochus that took place for her granddaughter, Shani, was taking place in Beit Shemesh. As you can hear my voice, I'm a little bit under the weather. and Liff is completely under the weather, unfortunately. She's come down with the flu. We hope and we pray she's never before Shleima. She wasn't able to make it to many of the Sheverbrachas. I was the shliach mitzvah. <laughs> mitzvah. I had to eat over an extra portion of food. I'm just joking. So one of the speakers that spoke, they spoke, it was an event, the Sheverbrachas was sponsored by both the Kehillah Shari tefila, which is this, the Kehillah which my son is the Rav of, and his wife is the and our daughter, and the Kehillah. And the Kehillah, they made a scene on Gantz Masech, the Baba And there was a band, and there was singing, there was dancing, and then there were speeches. I didn't stay for the whole Sheva Brachas, because I had to get back, but I did hear one of the droshes that was spoken by one of the wonderful, wonderful Balabatim, and members of the Kehillah, and, and a member of the Kehillah. And it's worthwhile to note that this Kehillah, uh, they have people that they are in business, but they also learn a half a day, many of them. And that's a Gevaldike, Gevaldike, So if you take a look at Parshish Yisro, it's replete with a certain theme. For instance, the first verse says, It describes Yisro as being the father in love of Moshe. And as you go through the Psukim it's repeated again and again. It's come out like every time it mentions Yisra's name. Come out. Vayikach Yisra Moshe. It's Moshe. What is it going to say again? Moshe. Again, Moshe. Continuous, continuous. Vayikach almost as many times. Why is it so important? There are many, many turtles that I've seen on this. That's one question. The other question is, is that we know that why was the parsha named Yisra? Because Yit, Yiter parsha achas Yisra added on an extra parish in the Torah. What was the extra parsha that he added on? He added on the setting up of the court system, as the Pusik says, "Va'ata techse nikola am an shechayum yerlikim an sheemes betza." So he says, you know, you should set up a court system and you should make sure that the, the, the Dayanim should be people, that they're people of truth, they're people that they despise bribes, and they're considered qualified people. So I saw a question that and this person asked the question that why does the Torah, why do we describe it as that? That's considered the parsha which he added on. There are a few messages before which we learned that many, many things from. It says, says, novel gamato this novel and There are there are many many other previous psukim which you could have mentioned. Why is that considered the main framework? Another question is why is it that the Torah says these words? Um, um, one of the times when he when he uh, um, when he uh, wants to show that Moshe, that, that I'm coming, so it says that he, he sends a message to Moshe Rabbeinu, and he says, I, your, your father-in-law, Yisro, are coming to greet you, and therefore you should come to see me. You know, let's get, let's get it straight. You know, he, now he's talking. So why is he, why is he in, ensuring that Moshe Rabbeinu should know that, oh, I'm the father and I'm coming? Moshe Rabbeinu didn't know that information. So this, Gavaldi Qayyid said a, a beautiful vort. He says a lot of times when people do chesed, there's what's called a noisin nice and a macabal. I know it's a poor person that needs money. I know that there's an avreich that needs support. I know there's a person that's ill. That needs, I know a person that's in business needs a loan. So there's the giver and then there's the receiver. And the relationship is sometimes, not just sometimes, many, most of the times, that's what it is. It means the person is giving, and at the end of the day, he also feels a little bit of uh, the fact that, you know, I was euchar to give. Okay, I'm very happy, I to give. But he, he retains that feeling of, I'm the noisin, and the other person is the makabal. That's not the highest level of being a noisin. The highest level of being a noisin is that there's no noisin and there's no makabal. It's 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 ava v'reyus. When a person marries off a child, person doesn't say, "I gave so much money for a chasna." Person, says, it's my child. When a person has a brother in need, person doesn't say, "Oh, I'm giving away money of mine for my." Bro- it's my brother. When a father gives to a son, when a rebbe gives to a talmud, it's not a relationship of a noisin nice and a macabre. It's a relationship of ava And the truth is, that's really what this parsha is telling us. The parsha is telling us is that Yisra when he came to Moshe Rabbeinu, it was always with the introduction. It's the in Moshe, not as a title. You should respect me, and you should honor me. It's that that Yisra was the father of Tzipora, the wife of Moshe. He had a love for Moshe. It, chitun is the lashon of chasnus, it's the lashon of marriage. We say m'chotonim, people are m'chotonim, they have a, 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 an affiliation based upon the fact that their children are married, and therefore it's like it's like they're craving, not like they're craving, they are craving. And that's why it was important. When when Yisrael finally wants to come again to Moshe Rabbeinu, he says, Ani He wanted Moshe to, Rabbeinu to understand, listen, I'm coming to you as, 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 a, as, as, a, as, a, as a brother. And therefore, even when he's giving him the advice, and this is the important point, when he's giving him advice, sometimes the person say, oh, I'm the advisor. I'm giving you advice. I know, I know better than you. So you might think that what? That Yisrael was a little being a little haughty. No. He, he, he was, I'm your, I'm your father-in-law. I love you you married my daughter, we're all together. And that could very well be, that's what this person said, why the pusik is spoken in the way, which is, he says like this, When he gives him the Musr, he says, I'm your, I'm your father, I love you. I want to tell you, this is not a good way for you to continue to lead Klay Yisrael. And then he skips over, And then he skips over, the main advice is to find people that they are wholesome, people that won't take bribes. And that's the posik, which we decide to speak about as the extra parsha which the Torah is adding on of here. And Rabbi said, This could be the answer. Why do we choose this parsha to be the place that the, the Torah was given in Har Sinai? Because if you hear from Har Sinai, we see that there has to be an achdus, a love like it says, We're all in it together. It's one Khativa achas. We're not different members of, of Kla Yisrael. We're all one group. We're all relatives. Like the it, have to say, the helica breeder. And I want to add on with two gavadaka mices that I saw from my Rebbe, Reb Chaim Shmulevitz. These two mices, they're worth gold. There was a Talmud that learned in the Mir yeshiva for a long period of time. He came from South America. This is the Mir yeshiva here in Eretz And he did not go home for close to six years because he couldn't afford to fly back. And finally, he saved up enough money, pruta by pruta. And after six years, he came into the reshiva and he said, I'm going to ask permission Zegenzich, with Reb Chaim, and Reb Chaim called on the Rebetzin And he had tears in his eyes. He said, said, look, we have a Talmud in our yeshiva that did not see his parents for six years. Look what kind of look what kind of talmidim we have that are being makdash themselves, Makdish themselves for Torah. And the Rebbe said, "You should get Hanoch." The Rebbe wanted to share this good feeling together with the Rebbeim. The, there was once a Talmud that learned in the Mir Yeshiva, and he came back, and Rebbeim saw Rebbeim said, "Oh, come for lunch." And when he came to the house, he told the Rebbeim, "We have a very chashev guest," and the Rebbeim made a beautiful, beautiful lunch. And as they were sitting, Rebbeim when he was, the Rebetzin would sit there with them, and the Reb Chaim would extol and give tremendous, tremendous accolades to, about the soup. And he said, Rebetzin, the such gewaltek soup. And he asked for another portion. I know myself, I was able to, see Reb Chaim. Reb Chaim used, to he used to ask for more food from the Rebetzin. And the, uh, and he turned to this person, he said, in front of the Rebetzin, does your wife make food like the Rabbitson makes? Ah, he just kept on extolling and extolling it. And then finally, the, you know, the Talmud said to, to Reb Chaim, you know, listen, I understand you want to give compliments to your wife, but, but why so much? So Reb Chaim said, listen, I want to tell you. I'm the Rishishiv of the Yeshiva. I give sheer clothing. I've learned Torah, and I have shtiklach Torah, and I share it with the Olam. And when a 19-year-old bochah comes over to me at the end of the shir, he says, Rebbe, I have a kasha to ask, and I'm able to give him an answer. I have a gaval de Gahano, that I'm able to be most of the Torah. My share is the Torah. The Rebetzin also has a share kloli. After I finish the share, you know what, what happens? I come downstairs and she has soup waiting for me. You know what that soup is? That soup is the share kloli of the Rebetzin. When a Talmud comes down with me for lunch, I want to introduce him that the reason why I am able to be the, the I'm able to be the uh HaToyra, is because I have a full shotef. The Rebetzin makes delicious soup. That's her share kloli. And Reb Yitzchok, the son-in-law of Reb Chaim, said that he also had a similar story. One time he came to see a shver. He was learning with a shver. The Rebison brought in a glass of tea for both of them. Two glasses of tea. And Reb Chaim stopped learning and says, No, Yitzchok, what do you see here in the glass of tea? So Reb Yitzchok says, I don't know, I see a glass of tea. He says, no, Reb Yitzchok, what do you see? I said, I don't know, I see hot water, and I see sugar, I see lemon. He says, and name." So the <laughs> Yitzchak just didn't get it. He finally says to the Shver, Rabbi, Shver, please tell me. He says, when I see a glass of tea from the Rebetzin, ich zet the hearts from the Rebetzin. I see the heart of the Rebetzin. When the Rebetzin brings me a glass of tea, she's not just bringing me a glass of tea, she's bringing me her heart. Rabbi Zay, this is the G'daylam. The G'daylam, they were shutfim with their wives. The G'daylam, they had Midas Tovas, Pay We need the Hakdom of Yisra. We need to daven that all of the Klaya should be together. There should be Kabbalah Satara, we should say nishma. We should be Amu Bhatira. We should add on to our learning as best as we can and we should dedicate our learning and our Shabbos for our soldiers and for our hostages, that they should be able to come out, be freed. We should be zeichet to miracles. It's Shabbos Mivarchim. It's Misha Nicht Nasada Marb Besimcha. We should be zeichet mitzvah Hashem. It should be even a hafachu. Asher Yishtle to Ayhudim Hame'be Beseneiim. Should be able to overcome our enemies. We should be able to see Raphuas and Yeshuas Nachamus and the coming of Meshichtzikain. May have Yamein or Amen Vamein. Wishing everyone a wonderful Shabbos. Good Shabbos Mivarchim. Other Rishon Tavshon Pei Thank you very much for listening. We want to thank jfoundations.com. If you could sponsor any of our activities, it would be another way of addressing and being able to give over Torah to other people. Go on the website and show your support. Thank you very much for joining us.